0: morning, everybody. I am Glenda Geek in Ocala, Florida.
2: And I'm Jamie Jennings in Phoenix, Arizona, and you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for July 2nd, episode 1965, brought to you by Omega Alpha Equine. Good morning, Horse World. Oh, Canada,
0: Happy Canada Day. <laughs> that was yesterday. We're a day late, but we weren't on yesterday. So
2: it's it's we're gonna have a Canadian theme just for this little beginning of the show because it was the Queen's plate was this weekend. So I had to I have to cover it. You'll know why when I do. Um but yeah, happy Monday, Glenn. Has your wife recovered and made it back? I noticed we have nope. Jemmy
0: producing. So she, She's not back it, yet. She's heading to the airport in New Mexico from Tara's house uh, there at the ranch. She spent eight hours in the saddle the last two days, had an absolutely had a blast. Her and Mo and whoever, the other people that were there just had a good time. She'll talk about it probably on Wednesday, but she... uh she was a little sore. She said it was very hard to get out of bed, bed this morning. Oh eight hours gosh, two each days, day in a Western hours. saddle. Uh. <laughs> Basically uh. cutting because they were doing cow work the whole time. Um, and so they practiced the first day, apparently, and then went out into the 600-acre field to wrangle some cows uh, yesterday.
2: Glenn, you should have been a supportive husband and gone on a vacation with your wife. I mean,
0: what were you I thinking? I think she had a better time without me, to be honest. <laughs>
2: I know she did yeah. <laughs> not, there no was question. nothing
0: supportive about that it was just uh she she had a great time mo had a great time apparently you know two english riders doing uh, the uh western thing and she'll talk about that on on wednesday we'll get the complete update
2: oh my gosh she's gonna be so bruised
0: <laughs> She <laughs> because
2: did so- when you write english all the time you know that the, the, there's a position of your hips that that's how you're used to sitting in a saddle and then Then you get a Western saddle, and all of a sudden, it completely changes, like, the angle of your pelvis and how it's just wider. She said
0: butt hurt really bad. Yeah. (laughs) She said also there's very little padding on the saddle, so... Uh. there's that <laughs>
2: Yay! it's so fun that's okay pain is worth it man working cows is so fun yeah it's so bless. fun i i saw a video of her doing some cutting on the flag there that was a really really cool it's so fun i want to be like jen press up against the saddle more lower your hand like because i had one lesson i'm an expert you know i had one lesson like five years ago so i'm you're an, an expert, expert
0: now?
2: yeah i'm like lower your hand jen
0: jeez she did say by the second day, she learned just to get out of the way of the horse and sit there.
2: It's, it's exactly what you have to do. Cutting, like, literally you do nothing. People that cut, I'm like, oh, cool. So you just basically try to stay in the saddle. Cool. <laughs> That's right.
0: Which looks <laughs> difficult at times out. when those horses are really going at it.
2: Oh, it, it's scary, too. The one cutting lesson that I did, we cut baby buffalo. And I'm sorry, those things are wicked fast. And the horse I was on really knew its job. And I thought... I'm. Uh, they just accelerate to like forty in two strides, and and I was like, I'm gonna die. I'm gonna. This horse is gonna stop when this buffalo cuts back, and I'm gonna continue. Wing, <laughs> keep flying. But uh, hey, I have really a question cool. for
0: you. Should we? Uh, you know, Jemmy's a city girl, doesn't know anything about horses, so cuttings a, means a whole different thing to her. Should we let her go and let her think Jennifer was out there with knives, or should we? just... <laughs>
3: No, I have a feeling. I get it. I've seen (laughs) Dances with Wolves. I think I can imagine the scene with the buffalo and maybe there's something similar. I get it. At least in my brain, I get it. You know what? I'm going to give you that.
2: (laughs) I'm going to let you keep that. That's exactly what What Exactly. When we talk about cutting buffalo, basically what happened is everybody shot arrows into it and it's about to attack a child.
3: That is what, and <laughs> no, I say that's saved the not day. the part Better of the scene saving. I was really focused on. It was more about how they rode through the buffalo, heard it, you know kind of got
2: the bareback with bareback <laughs> with a war bridle while shooting bow and arrow. That's what I did. Yeah,
3: that's exactly <laughs> what I'm imagining. Okay, that's oh, what Jen God, was doing all weekend. That amazing.
0: Mate, mad <laughs> that's skills, exactly mad skills. It's
3: true. I'm gonna keep.
2: That's exactly it. You nailed it, Jimmy. (laughs) Perfect. Glenn. Well, do you see how now if you explain it, it just ruins it. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. I'm not explaining it. It's perfect. Your brain is perfect. Uh, Why don't you uh, tell us what is coming up on today's show?
3: (laughs) Sure. All right. So on today's show, no lessons in cutting, but we are joined by Gretchen Pelham, the Naked Fox Hunter, who's telling us about trekking across the U.S. Glenn and Jamie talk with the president of the American Halflinger Registry. Hey, yep. Just totally naked. Okay. <laughs> uh, we're talking with the president of the American Halflinger Registry, Chuck Hendershot, about the upcoming national sport horse show. Leslie Wiley will be stopping in to introduce us to Mongol Derby writer Jeanette Lazaro and we'll be giving you the latest in first world problems. It should be a good show.
0: Thank you, Jamie. Uh-oh.
1: <laughs> Turn it up. Happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday to you
0: we to give a happy birthday out to Auditor Aaron Rogers and also a bunch of new auditors last week, Lilla Mason, Jessica Belcher, Tammy Lindsay, Katie Doyle, and thank you all for having names I can pronounce. <laughs> uh, and, and also thanks to Corinna for upping her pledge. We really appreciate that too. If you haven't yet joined the Auditor Facebook room, you're going to want to, uh, just uh, go to HRN Auditors on Facebook and ask to join. There'll be a couple questions you answer, and then we'll... We'll add it to the room, and a couple of those are we're twenty five dollar a month auditors. So we what? really appreciate uh, we really appreciate all your support. So and it is that time when the auditor payments came out, and uh, Jamie gets a bonus. So she appreciates it. Nice. Too. Yes. I
2: love you guys. <laughs> I, you know what? The benefit. Oh, sorry. Okay. Because the benefit to being an auditor is you get to submit your first world problems, your equestrian first world problems. So that is coming up today. Because all of the auditors, I got so many Glenn that I had to cut them back. You told me I was only allowed to do a certain amount. He's he basically Glenn has clipped my wings (laughs) yet again. That's it.
0: Yep. That's
2: my (laughs) job. We'll have those coming (laughs) up in just a second. Now, what I my Dave Chad and I consult
0: about whose turn it is to clip your wings that day. (laughs)
2: this constant wing clipping i will fly no matter what i will fly without you uh the queen's plate was over the weekend and that's like the kentucky derby for canada and it it's an important race to me because there was some phillies running against the boys that were in it and anybody who knows the, phillies typically don't even run against the boys. They try to keep them separate until you have, you know, amazing mares like Rachel Alexandra and, of course, the great Zenyatta. So we had a horse, uh, a couple fillies, Phillies, and I was really excited about one of them. And I'll explain. Uh, let's play a little clip of the race. All
0: right, let's see if I can get this to work.
4: Named in honor of the actress who plays Wonder Woman on the big screen, Wonder Godot. Yeah. Winning easily
0: here. Oh, that's, in- that's not a race call.
2: We, we have You trouble played from- the end of
0: it. Turner, I know Queens we couldn't find played, it. And now the question will be, why didn't we put blinkers on sooner? I was thinking that myself. <laughs> Never looked like a loser, Todd. Great tracking trip. Took over turning okay, for a moment. Stop yeah, it.
2: That's not it. Yeah, okay. whatever. We but couldn't find, we it. Couldn't find- yeah, <laughs> yeah. Canada just locked down all of its races. So Americans aren't allowed to stay. Um, basically, Wonder Gadot went out, Philly went out and beat everybody by, I think of almost four links, in this race, and I love the name. Obviously, they named Wonder Godot after Wonder Woman because uh, Gal Gadot played Wonder Woman, and I, you know, girl power. But they also, the guy who owns her is a movie producer. So, really? I don't know if he, yeah. So, here, let me find you the guy's name here. So, that's so a this. funny
0: kind of story. You've got a movie producer with Wonder Godot who wins the race overwhelmingly, it looked like. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, she definitely kicked all of their butts. So, he, yeah, he's a movie producer and he worked on the race. So he named Wonder Gadot after Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman. I love the name. And she beat all the boys. And congratulations! There was a filly that won last year too. So we're setting a precedent. Women are taking over. Uh, Wonder Gadot came in second in the Kentucky Oaks. Just so uh, you know, okay. put it all together. So anyway, go girl, power! That's another filly we can start watching. Yeah, Yay. We'll, we'll
0: start hearing more about Wonder Gadot for sure well um I do before you get before we get into first world problems and things do you you know still, what yeah
2: i've got I don't know what you're about to say, but can you talk amongst yourselves for a second? i gotta handle the child I'll be okay. Right back.
0: <laughs> okay I was just gonna ask uh, Jamie if she ever looks at uh if she ever looks at um mm-hmm track of the day anymore, uh, because they have these things, and I don't know if they actually work or not. And I was wondering about them to see if she ever used called the easy towel. Jemmy, have you ever heard of the easy towel?
3: The easy towel. I've heard of the thunder shirt, but not the easy towel. What is the easy
0: towel? uh, Glory has a thunder (laughs) shirt. We wear it a lot this time of year. So you've probably seen them. They're actually I don't know they're they're sold in the regular world outside the horse world. they're actually these Isn't little... one of
3: those things that you've seen you see on the shelf that on the as' seen on t v shelf pretty Isn't much one of those
0: like they pi- the
3: they look like
0: pills they look like <laughs> little round pills and they're condensed towels and you add water to them, and they grow into
3: a towel oh uh, yeah, you know what I've gotten a couple of those um they're do they work character ones like Superman ones whatever. yeah, they work you know. It, I mean, once I'm they're back. expanded, it's kind of like the <laughs> the excitement's over because it's, you know, it's done expanding and it's not the greatest towel, but that's at least... Well, that was that my question. So, Jamie,
0: used. I was on Tack of the Day today, and I was okay. looking there, and I, yeah, do you still look at Tack of the Day?
2: Yeah, of course I do. do.
0: Well, they have <laughs> yeah, easy hilarious. towels on there, which are the little to- the towels that come in a bag, and they're pill-shaped. They're about the size of a pill. And uh-huh. you get them wet, and they grow into a 9-by-10-inch wipe. Now, okay. do they work? Have you tried them?
2: I don't know. I just have wipes. Yeah, Come I know. On. That's
0: the thing. I was That's my question is do they work? And I understand that they take up less room uh, and, and you kind of get them wet and they grow and they say they're used for like activating like water or fly repellent. You can actually activate them with fly repellent. Now, I don't know how much do fly they, repellent you Do they
2: really take up less space? Yeah, I mean, they're really? the size
0: of a pill. I mean a pill, an actual pill. That's how big they are. So they are, you know, they are smaller. But all right, listeners, have you ever used the easy towel and do they work? Let us know. We want Chantel,
2: our listener, works for Tech of the Day. Have her steal one and then send it to us for
0: testing. (laughs) There you go, Chantel. There's your assignment for the day. You can you can test it yourself. I don't need. Yeah, we don't need it. Yeah, you try it. Bring it. Although I
2: am still Chantel waiting on my half chaps. What is taking so long? My God, I ordered them like two weeks ago. Let's go.
0: (laughs) it's bad when we know people at the companies so you
2: cannot order from Tack of the day and get it like amazon it just doesn't no
0: work. <laughs> no i think tack of the day works that they get it from the manufacturers so they have to get it in before they ship it to you that's well, one I'm of the penalties get for getting it so cheap
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly
0: you know i designed tack of the day after woot and i gotta tell you i don't even go to woot just anymore.
2: let me let me stop you by the way listeners Tack of the day, first of all, is a website where they offer, they send you an email oh, with like heavily discounted tack of the discounted <laughs> tack, attack. Yeah. But here's the part you didn't know. That was the brainchild of Glenn the Geek. Okay. <laughs> he invented Tack of the Day. Just so you guys know, put that all together. This guy I'm talking to invented. My craziest addiction. Thanks for that one. Carry on. Tack of the day. Go
0: the on. reason that Jamie works here is she had to make money. Uh, basically, I had to pay her back for all the money she spent on Tack of the day. That was I, I was forced to hire her. It's uh, a problem. Yeah.
2: Like, why do they not advertise with us? Because, uh, well, because they get it for free. Never mind.
0: <laughs> that was, by the way, had to be 12 years ago. It had to be. When you
2: started it?
0: Yeah, it had to be 12 years ago.
2: Oh, it's like 15 years ago.
0: It you would have had to be because I was working for yeah. Better Britain back then as a consultant and that's when Tack of the Day started. I designed it after Woot.com and Woot was one product of the day. Now they got bought by Amazon. It's like a thousand products. And I don't go there anymore cuz it's just it's not novel, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Tack of the Day still has that novel feel. And I I and if you remember right when Tack of the Day first started I did it as a kind of a joke. It the all the descriptions, <laughs> everything was written with comedy in mind and not really sales in mind. If, if you no, remember, no,
2: sarcastic.
0: It was everything sarcastic. Was. I wrote it. I wrote it from a horse husband's point of view. All the product descriptions, I really wasn't nice, but people <laughs> bought them by the millions. I mean, they bought tons of stuff. See, that's why when I
2: went to your house the first time, I thought you were going to live in a mansion because you invented this tag yeah, of the day. Unfortunately,
0: like, I didn't invent it for NECA. me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but now you go to tag of the day, you can click on it and then you have like a main item, then a bonus item, then like this whole like me too section. And then after that, there's like the like clearance and like, getting them out of there. Oh, my gosh. Now it's like this whole little like
0: underground. But I was there. When, I, when I, I started, it was only one, and we, 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 we made an effort to make it funny every day. Uh, and we, if you remember right, the emails were funny, too. Everything was just sarcastic. <laughs> it was, it was uh, you got a problem, and you're buying our crap. And that's pretty much what it was when we started, but people would buy the crap by the hundreds. Yeah. So
2: <laughs> you should have really uh, made it, it sure you had mine. some. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't be working here now. I would. There'd be no horse radio network. I'd just be living in that mansion with Jamie visiting.
2: So. <laughs> <laughs> I never would have met you though.
0: That's true. There you go. That's true. So there, good things happened as a result of me not making money. That's been the story of my <laughs> life, Jamie. <laughs> story of my life. Oh. Okay. All right. You want to do some first world problems? Let's do it. All right. Let me find. First world problem thing. I'm having a first world problem. I can't find the bumper. First world problem. First world problem.
1: First
2: world problem. Um. Remember, people, these are equestrian first world problems. And if you have an equestrian problem, it is a first world problem. But you know what I'm noticing, Glenn, is people are posting like real problems. So I need you guys to get back to the mindset of like. What we do is ridiculous, and the problems that we have are ridiculous. Okay, so too much real. Now I need some like real funny. But these are how how about if
0: I you read them and I'll say real or first world problem. I'll I'll be the judge today.
2: Okay. Well, I, I had to, I got so many, you guys were so amazing. All our listeners. So if you are a a horse radio network auditor, I put a post up every weekend that I remember and, um, ask everybody to put their problems in. So here's some problems. Danny says, and she starts out by saying this might be too real to read on the air. (laughs) But I haven't been able to ride my horse for two weeks because I was in a friend's wedding and then I had my bridal shower and then I was like in New York City for an entire week. Oh my God, I missed my
5: pony.
0: First world problem, next.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Now this has been an ongoing thing. TJ, our listener, every week has submitted that she needs to get her muffler fixed, but she doesn't want to get her muffler fixed because when she drives into the farm, her horse's know it's her loud ass car. And so they're all running over to the gate. However, now she says, "I had to get my muffler fixed, and now Cash can't hear me coming to the farm." <laughs> You're
0: gonna Same have to walk name. like the rest of us to the back of the field.
2: <laughs> have you? Can you imagine this truck? By the way, this is like yeah, a truck can, with like a it. broken muffler, yeah. and her next one is. Um, and by the way, my car smells like horse poop, and not in a good way.
0: <laughs> Because it's about 1,000 degrees everywhere in the country. <laughs>
2: exactly. It, that's a real problem. It <laughs> was
0: hotter said, in Canada yesterday where, where Rhonda lives than it was here in Florida.
2: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Now you're a poster. Every time I see somebody posting about it being hot, I'm, I like laugh at them. <laughs> I like,
0: know, I'm right? like, Ugh, that's hilarious. <laughs> what is it you're today? Cute. About 120 where you are?
2: Uh, you know what? It, we had a little break. It only got up to like 111 yesterday. So there's that. <laughs> yeah. Um, (laughs) Aaron says, I have like, um, by the way, she did put the like in, I have like more saddles than I do horses and and then they don't all fit my horse.
0: First world problem. Definitely. Yep.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Mary says we so need rain, but like after it rains, Cardinal rolls in the mud and then he's a mess, but we need rain
0: whiny first world problem
2: (laughs) (laughs) ellen oh this is so funny (laughs) this is like i need that that girl sound effect because this is so something that would happen to me (laughs) my poor daughter spent the weekend watching and trying to make horse connections at a huge local three-day event this past weekend but she got stung by a bee on her forehead and <laughs> had to go around meeting new people with her eye all swelled up so it looked like she'd been punched in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be that girl, with that girl. that girl, that girl, that girl. That is that girl. Hello. Oh, you're the one last time that had that big old, yeah, that yeah. was me.
0: <laughs> you're the <Thanks>. shiner. <laughs>
2: I have a call. Uh, Joy says. That's a um, real
0: problem. I'm giving that real problem, by the way.
2: <laughs> this is a real problem, too. Okay. and Joy, you need to preempt this. Only practice movements. Don't practice the whole test. My horse memorized memorized our dressage test. Good news is she is on point with it. Bad news is horses second math and she's always like three strides early. Yeah, <laughs> don't practice the test; just practice chunks of it.
0: Yeah, I think Reese would say that. Okay, Reese and Did- Philip says that, say that all the time. It- pra- only practice the uh, test like once in a while. Just practice yeah. the movements because the horse. I'll, yeah, you're right. That's you, true.
2: You, and you have to like flip yourself around, like and and change, like a where you a enter working trot, c enter working trot, and like and practice, you know, doing it backwards so the horses don't learn that. Oh my god, At my last horse. Every time I'd go into the corner, he would pick up the canner. I'm like, I think I've picked up the canner too much in the corner. <laughs> um. Deb says that her horse's mane is so long and wavy and luxurious that I can't decide whether to spend time picking the knots out every day or braid it and then unbraid it. And I chose to give this first one problem because I was having the same problem with baby Zara. It's really higher and her mane is like super long and she's a redhead, so she really doesn't like me combing it. So I roached it. Baby Zara <laughs> now has no mane. I did.
0: <laughs> she now has a mohawk. <laughs>
2: No, no, she's bald.
0: Jen. Oh, she, yo, you bald. went the whole way.
2: <laughs> I went the whole thing. And um, because I thought her inspection is uh, uh, September 30th. And so maybe it'll be like this perfect distance by then. That or I'll roach it again and she'll just have like a little Trojan horse. So then I don't have to braid her for the inspection. Is that a thing? Can I get somebody on the air to talk <sighs> about they, that?
0: Yeah, are they going to like that? Or do they I actually want to see her mane? It is an inspection for breed.
2: I know. I don't know whether I don't know if anybody I think they're going to want
0: to see she actually has hair.
2: Can I give her like that little like two inch Trojan horse mane of above for the inspection? All these questions I have. A
0: nice four um, inches with little tiny braids.
2: Tony says she got sick last weekend, which means she was sick at her horse show, and then she couldn't go scuba diving. <laughs> what kind of horse chick are you?
0: I oh, think anyway, my God. first real problem
2: first world problem that's, no, that's
0: a first world nightmare for Jamie scuba diving that's a first world nightmare right? that there. just
2: doesn't that wouldn't happen but I do know that when I go to the bottom of the pool my ears pop and so clearly if you're sick you can't scuba dive by the way I, I don't explode. think Jamie's
0: ever going to be doing that either because she can't get her that mop of hair she has wet so it's a Jamie Jemmy problem right there
3: I also can't scuba dive because of my lung but okay. that's not a first world problem that's, that's, a, that's a real problem. problem yeah that is a real problem <laughs> We'll cover that later. That's
2: another segment. <laughs> Jessica says, I mean, Jemmy, let's bring it back. Let's bring it back to the real problems. Is that Jessica says she can't decide between the purple or the blue plaid Kensington fly mask for her horse? Oh my God.
0: What are you It doesn't do? matter. They're going to rip them to shreds in a week. So there's a real problem. It's true. Yeah.
3: It's true. I have two Which more. What's the bigger problem for a horse girl? Not being able to decide the color of the fly mask or the color of your prom dress? A true no. horse
2: girl. That's not even a thing. Saddle pad
0: color. No, gir- Saddle pad horse pad. girls don't go to prom. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody will take them. <laughs> Do you know who I
2: went to prom with my senior year?
0: <laughs> Your brother?
2: My twin brother. No,
0: I was I joking.
6: Did. <laughs> I did. I didn't care. I went with a 10th grader.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like a horse girl. You're an honorary horse girl.
0: <laughs> That's it. I'm going to get her plaque. It says honorary horse girl, and it's going to be a picture. No, what did what did it.
3: I get? What did I get nicknamed? I got nicknamed something the other day. Oh, a huggle. Yes, a, 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 a horse muggle. I got called a huggle.
0: That's right. <laughs> she got referred to as a muggle, and we started calling her a huggle. Yeah, you are. Yep. you're a,
2: you're a huggle. Uh, Avery said, "I spent all weekend at the barn riding my ponies, so I didn't do any laundry, and now I don't have any clean underwear to wear to work."
0: That's an also a horse girl thing. No sympathy here.
2: I mean, there's so many options. Obviously, wear no underwear. <laughs> Somebody suggested that she hand wash them. I'm like, yeah, so that'll happen.
0: <laughs> um, She's not washing them and... in the washer. She's not hand washing them.
2: No, we're not going to hand wash. Gross. Like, who does that? Put him in the dishwasher or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, and finally, our last one. Kat says that this is a problem. Okay, Glenn, just it's a problem. I took off my Fitbit to hose myself off because I was so gross after doing my barn chores. And then I left the darn thing on the rack next to the hose. And then I drove 30 minutes all the way home before I realized where it was. And then it was too late to go back and get it and had to go the entire next day without it. And it totally threw off my step count average for the week. (laughs) Oh,
0: Okay, first, I'm shocked that anybody still wears them. Are you shocked anybody still wears a Fitbit?
2: No, but you know why I wear them? So I can track. Do you wear a Fitbit? I do. I I go phases. When I get really tired, I'm like, okay, why am I not sleeping? When am I not sleeping? And so they track because they track your sleep too. I don't. I didn't like knowing how many steps. Because it just made me really <laughs> tired at the end of the day. Like, I, I my, my dad's like, we tried 20, to twenty thousand. You were me, like, oh. and I was at like twenty two thousand. <laughs> yeah, and like, wow, that's depressing to me that I walk that much. I really should. Probably time manage a little bit more. But now I'm like, I got to go out to the back to get something and then come back out. And then I got to go back to back. So I didn't like that part of it, but I did like tracking my
0: sleep. Or, <laughs> well, no, in your case, tracking your not sleep.
2: Yeah, tracking yeah. my not. <clears throat> yeah. That makes me funnier, though. You know that. It that's does. The truth. It does.
0: When when she comes in with a hangover, you're the funniest, actually. So, uh, so now uh, let's talk before we get to our first guest. We have a lot of guests coming up today. Let's talk about Omega Alpha Equine.
2: Oh my gosh, I'm uh, you know, absolutely in love with all of their products. And right now, I'm currently doing the no sugar thing and we have not had any extra problems with Zeus. By the way, the um uh laminitis on Zeus has has abated, I guess is what what the word would be, and not abated. But um I, I got his feet trimmed. And there was no, like, stretching of the white line area. So okay. my barrier felt like that was really good. And he's been getting the um, the sugar stuff, you know, to help with his sugar. I'll come up with the name in just a second. Glenn, you never give me a heads up for these commercials. <laughs> we do them every what Monday it? at 930.
0: <laughs> <laughs> for the last seven years.
2: What, what, it, what are your horses on right now?
0: Uh, good question. And Jennifer would know the answer to that.
2: Yeah, because basically <laughs> you just get packages in the mail and That's you don't right. know what they are. I just
0: do what Jennifer tells me to do. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. The
2: Adren FX is what Zeus is on, and actually now Marvel, the new pain horse, is also an insulin. Re- I'm, get, do, I'm talking with my hands right now like that. So so you know she's kind of potential to be insulin resistant. So she's now on Adren FX, and then the pony is on Adren FX. So um, we do have. All the horses on it. And let me tell you something. When I shake the bottle. It's like a gallon jug. And I shake it. All the horses are like. Because (laughs) they freaking love it. I can put it. In the bucket with nothing in the bucket. And they will like lap it up. They love the taste of it. And that's what's great about the Omega Alpha products is, you know, you're supposed to suck them up in the syringe. But these, you don't have to jam in their mouth like a dewormer because they actually like it. I'll just put it in the bucket or put a little handful of grain in there because Zeus is now also on aspirin. So I'll put aspirin, the adrenal effects, and a little handful of the like diet grain. And he sucks it up. He loves it. So
0: scooter if you get near him with a syringe and it has an omega alpha product in it he will attack you yeah (laughs) it's like he's getting a treat he thinks they're treats which is a good thing it's better than them running away right or throwing their head up and it goes everywhere so it's all better than that but yeah he just loves syringes full of stuff He thinks, and it's all natural, nothing in there. You know, that's the nice thing about all their products is Dr. Chang goes all over the world, especially to China, and uh, really does source these products himself. We've talked to him about that before. Uh, And
2: they're all non-testable. My vet is also, uh, she practices Eastern medicine as well as Western medicine. And she looked at it. She was like, oh, yeah, chestberry and licorice and ginger and potassium and cinnamon and all the ginseng. And I'm like... Okay.
0: And those are the okay. only ones we know how to say <laughs> because like, the rest of them we can't pronounce. So uh, the rest of the ingredients and all their products, we can't even say.
2: I clearly can pronounce Eleutherococcus senticosis. <laughs> Duh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and then there's stuff that you wonder what it is, like Chinese Manglovian fruit. I have no idea. But you can <laughs> but find Dr. them all at OmegaAlphaEquine.com. Dr. Chang will be on next week again for his monthly segment. Well, now. You know We've been talking about a whole bunch of people doing a whole bunch of fun, adventurous things. we got two on the show today. We have Gretchen coming up next who uh, just went on an adventure, and later on in the show we have Jeanette who's going over to the Mongol Derby as we're meeting a lot of the competitors for the Mongol Derby this year. But we have Gretchen Pelham on, and she is referred to on the Chronicle of the Horse, she writes a blog for them, called The Naked Fox Hunter. And uh, Jamie was all disappointed when I said, I don't think it has anything to do with really being naked. So good morning. Good morning. Now, so does it? Yes. Why the Naked I, Fox Hunter? How did that come about?
7: <laughs> well, one of the I think it was the first trip that I took out west to go hunting. And I'm, I live in Tennessee, and it was the first time that I had ever really been out west. And I flew out and was going to meet up with um, the Red Rock Hunt that's based in Reno. And we were going to a ghost town in the middle of nowhere, Nevada. I mean, if if you look at a map of, uh, excuse me, I'm mispronouncing it. It's Nevada. My my southern self hates to pronounce it like Yankee, and they always correct me. Um, so, if, if you look at a map of Nevada, you find the most emptiest spot. That's where are The whole was, state is empty, yeah. except for Las Vegas.
2: Come on. Well, this is the emptiest. This
7: is oh, wow. The spot.
0: What are you hunting for? So scorpions, rattlesnakes. What are you hunting uh-huh. for in that part? Well, of we the were world? we were fox hunting. Yeah, but, we
7: were fox hunting. So this was this was coyotes. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, you chase pilots out there. So I I landed at midnight, and the airlines had lost my luggage. So I had no clothes. Oh. It's December, <laughs> and we were hunting at nine and ten thousand feet. We were staying at seventy two hundred feet, and it's December. It's really cold. Oh. So I had to wear other people's clothes for five days because my clothes ended up in Phoenix, and actually, I beat it home. I beat my bag home. <laughs> So I wrote to a letter an email to the Chronicle. I said, you know, to whom it may concern, I have a hunt report of where I went on a hunt without any clothes. Are you interested? (laughs) (laughs) And I got a reply back in like two hours.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And that's where the naked fox hunter came to be. (laughs) And that's
7: yes, and but if I had known that I would get stuck with such a dignified Non-deployment. I probably would pick something else. <laughs>
2: but <laughs> it's been funny. See, it
0: that See, now you just disappointed it, me, Gretchen, because yes, I is. thought you were going to say, if I'd known I was going to get stuck with such a name, I would have fox hunted naked just to make it real.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's, no? No. No. Okay. <laughs> no. All right. Tell us about this. It's the Hark, uh, the Hark Forward Western For- Tour, right? Yes. What is so, it? So,
7: Hark Forward. Hartford is just a, a program that the MFHA, the Master of Foxhounds Association, they are the ruling body of all the of all the fox hunts in North America, so Canada and the U.S. together. And they, the MFHA, is was trying to raise money to build a new headquarters in Virginia, um, uh, so that it would be more like a museum and it would be a tourist spot, and, and it's right on um, the main street of Middleburg, and. It's this old historic home. So they were trying to raise money to renovate it and turning it into a headquarters. So they came up with this Hark Forward program initiative um, of where there were 13 hound trials all over the continent. So Canada, there were a couple in Canada, and then the rest were down here. And they, where you, all the money that they raised on these hound trials went towards the headquarters. So... We, my my good friend, F. Wilson, who's the huntsman and master down in um, Georgia for the Bellmead hunt, he was in charge of all this. And so he went to every one. Well, there was two out west that he really wanted to go and stay um, and do both of these, but he didn't want to drive from Georgia all the way to Kansas and then go back to Georgia and then drive from Georgia all the way to Denver and then go back. So he said, well... They're three weeks apart. Let's just stay out west. So he invited. There's 12 of us that went, and we had 20 horses between the 12 of us. Now some of us didn't bring horses. Um, I was the only one who brought one horse. Epp um, and and his fiance brought three each, and another lady brought three, and um, a couple other people, you know, just brought two apiece. And we went out, and we were going for 30 days, and we left from Georgia. And the first day, we drove a 1,000 miles in 16 hours uh, to Kansas City. And then we stayed there for several days. We had the hound trials, And then we just sort of leapfrogged our way around uh, from hunt to hunt, just playing, really, until the next one came up in Denver. You and then went... when we got to Denver...
0: Yeah, go ahead. Huh? Go ahead. Sorry.
7: Um, when we got to Denver, um, we... We were like we, we knew that what, there was one more hunt that was going to hunt in Montana, and we thought, okay, let's go to Montana. <laughs> so we it's not that far from Denver. <laughs> so we we drove up there. We we hunted in um, Mile City, and then it took us two days to get home.
0: So and you hunted trip. in New Mexico, Arizona, uh, San, Santa, Santa, California. California, Red Rocks in Nevada, and then Nebraska, uh, Colorado, and then Montana. Yeah. You saw some of the most beautiful scenery is there is to the see oh. on horseback in this country.
7: Oh, oh, it was amazing. It and it was so different. You know, I've never driven out west before. I, I have. I have flown out and hunted out west several times, but I've never driven it. And just to go from the you know, the high desert of we were in Santa Fe and then we dropped down into Albuquerque. Um, Kansas, uh, one of the rangemen, on, we, we hunted on this 14,000 acre ranch um, that was run by a rangeman. So they corrected me, he's not called a cowboy, he's called a rangeman. And he said it, that if It's an all-natural prairie, so it's never been plowed. It's never been altered in any way. And he said, if the moon grew grass, that's what the prairie looks like. And he was absolutely right. It (laughs) just was so bleak. (laughs) But it had all these crazy ditches in it that was an optical illusion. You couldn't see them. And then when we got to New Mexico, um, it was, you could see so far, and it looked like, we, we, we were up high on a ridge and you had to drop down the ridge into the valley where they were hunting. And where we parked is where the breaking bad TV show was filmed.
0: Oh yeah. Which
7: is behind this. Yeah. It's behind this prison and it's considered a, a an ownerless patch of land that no one can tell who owns it. And I don't remember how many square miles of area that, that is not no, that where the government doesn't own it. The private people don't own it. I mean, going back over 100 years, they have no idea who owns it. Did you see any cars blowing up or any machine
0: guns or anything?
7: I saw, I saw, we went up one ridge. I was in, um, so that day I I wasn't riding, I was in an electric Polaris. And the wheels of the Polaris were over, were wider than the ridge that we were going up. And it was at least 100 foot down on one side. And 200 feet down on the other side, and it was this windy, twisty little ridge. And I saw this truck that had flipped off and was wedged, laying down in the down on the side where it had obviously tried to drive up and it, it didn't make it. And it was full of a million bullet holes. Really? <laughs> Everything out there, if, there if, if it stayed still, it was full of bullet holes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to New <laughs> Mexico. <Jeez>.
7: <laughs> but um, then, so out there, you think it's flat, but the sagebrush will grow deeper in the arroyos, and the arroyos are the are the the ditches that when when they do have water, um, that's where the flash floods will happen down these arroyos. Well, because it gets more water than the other, the, the higher spots, the, the sage grows taller. Well, as you look at it across the, the you know the your, your horizon, it looks like that sage is a tall as your sage so it's not the delusion you think it's flat you take off galloping. No. And then at the last second you realize you're dropping six feet into mm. this ditch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you can't riding in sagebrush you can't follow the horse in front of you because then your horse doesn't see what's coming. And you can't steer in the sage. So like there's no straight line riding in, in sage. You, your horse has to decide if he's going to go to the left of each sagebrush to the right, if he's just going to run through it, or if he's going to jump it. So every stride is pull bending. You have no idea which direction your horse is going to go. So you just have to sit there, let him decide, because you can't micromanage him. It drives him crazy. I would stick my feet. Um, I had my feet really home in the stirrup so that the ball of my feet were actually a little in front of the stirrup bed. And I would um, stick my toes out in front. So, you know, equitation-wise, it wasn't going to win you any ribbons. But it, it at least lets you No, it was keeping you alive, I, though. <laughs> like, yes, yeah. yes. And I always have, I always ride with a neck strap, a neck strap and a breastplate. And so I had two fingers from one hand in the neck strap and two fingers from the other hand in the breastplate. So that way, if he did fall or we went in a hole or something like that happened, then I at least had some hope.
0: This is, <laughs> uh, my wife's a fox hunter. This is every fox hunter's dream is to do the trip you just did. She would oh, kill to oh, do that yeah. trip. I mean, 30 days, four, I, 14 days in the saddle. I mean, she she would love that trip.
7: Oh, it was out of this world. I had been planning for a year and of course, I had to go to my boss a year out and say, okay, I want four weeks off all at once. <laughs> yeah. That's what i doing. Yeah. But it's to see all the different, I mean, the California was like, I was inside a Photoshop. That was the Tejong Ranch is the largest continuously owned piece of property in the state of California. It's 270,000 acres. Wow. And we had a private hunt because they had already closed their hunting season, but they, the huntsman took his, his hounds out just for us. And galloping through those huge hills, with knee high grass, no trees. The trees were they were they had oak trees and they were up high, um, higher up, and where you could just see for I don't know how many miles. I mean, it was amazing. I felt like I was like in my own little Black Beauty, Black Stallion movie. <laughs> you know, it was just, it was just unreal. And all now you're just dread. bragging. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, no, but well, that whole that place, the Hungry Badger. And so they have badger holes there. Uh, so the badger holes actually were the scariest things out there. They were far worse than prairie dog holes, which are well, everywhere. Well, here's They're what ridiculous. you need
2: to do. Let me, let me, let me tell you what your next adventure is. Uh-huh. It's called the Mongol uh-huh.
3: Derby. It's in Mongolia. <laughs> we're going to talk to somebody
2: <laughs> that's doing it. That needs to be your next adventure. Sounds like you could hang very yeah, well. well two, it. two of the
7: people who went on the trip with us are going to the Mongol Derby this year. Oh, wow. Sweet. Cool, sweet. So, it's next
0: perfect. year. Next year, Gretchen, we're going to look for the, the <laughs> Naked Mongolian uh, blog on Chronicle <laughs> of the Horse. And, uh, well, I love it. Hey, I love if it. Everybody needs to go to Chronicle of the Horse and just look for the Naked Fox Hunter. There's a bunch of different blog posts there with tons of pictures. If you want to get more of an idea of what, what they all went through and the scenery they saw and, you know, the, the horses they rode and all of that, you have to go there. Gretchen, thank you for joining us. And uh, what a great adventure. What fun.
7: Oh, it was my my pleasure. Thank you for having me.
0: Definitely go read the articles. They're well worth reading. You're a good writer, too, so so thank you for that. Thanks, Gretchen. (laughs) Thanks.
2: All right. There
0: are so many people doing so many cool things with horses.
2: I know, I know, and uh, we'll talk to her next year when she's, you know, entered in the derby.
0: (laughs) You know what Jennifer would do to do a trip like this? This would be her, like, lifetime trip. Uh, 14 different hunts in 30 days across the country. Her lifetime trip, for sure.
2: Just making that drive.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of driving. You'd have to have proper places. trailers and living quarters and everything to make that work. Yeah, but
2: how beautiful <laughs> oh, would it be? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It would yeah. just be the most impressive scenery. You Everywhere could they went is
0: beautiful. <laughs> it's like... yeah.
2: Exactly.
0: All right. Well, let's get to our next guest. We have uh, Chuck on with us, Hendershot, who is president of the American Halflinger Registry. We're kind to have a look at a show coming up, and I'll talk a little bit about everybody's favorite ponies, the Halflingers. And uh, Chuck, good morning. Thank you for joining us.
4: Oh, good morning. Glad to have a chance to talk to you about the Halflingers today.
0: And actually, you were on with us once before on the Driving Radio Show years ago talking about Halflingers. You know, it was so funny yeah, so, because... Yeah,
4: now, now to come to think of it, that was. Yeah. I told them I hadn't you... been up, but I guess it was... Uh... The driving show, and I didn't realize you uh, you hosted both of them.
0: Yep. Same guy. Same guy. Um, but, you know, one of the reasons that we wanted to have you back on is the National Sport Horse Show is coming up this week at the at the Kentucky Horse Park. Beautiful place for that. Uh, but before we get to that, I want to talk to you a little bit about halflingers. And of course, everybody knows them as kind of the – the draft horses of the pony world and it seems like about 15 years ago they 15 20 years ago they really got popular am i or is that just my perception
4: no i think uh, we did and then you know we've taken as every as the equine industry has we've uh took a little rough when the uh, recession hit in 2008 but we're building uh building back and we're seeing uh more interest uh, in the Halflingers and uh, a lot more activity out around. Uh, we've got uh, a number of major things going. The horse, show, the sport horse side, with their uh, national show uh, starting uh, Thursday in uh, in Lexington. Uh, but our draft uh, teams seem to be getting a lot of uh, interest all around. They will uh, be having a big championship for their six horse hitch and up in uh, Massachusetts at the end of September. Um, so they've been uh, invited, and we're uh, recorded by a number of places to uh, to come in and have their championship uh, round uh, for three days well, up well, there.
0: and that's the thing about uh, the halflinger, isn't it, Chuck? Is they're so versatile. I mean, I've seen half- halflingers doing everything, literally everything. They will do anything.
4: Yeah, and they're competitive, and and that's the uh, the beauty of the the show coming up this week uh, This weekend, we have. Uh, 123 classes offered at the wow. show, and they range from jumping to driving, uh, derby driving and, uh, up you know, through the obstacles and cones to, you know, very elegant pleasure driving with reinsmanship. And uh, we do, we have dressage, both ridden and driven, Western English, or the classical dressage and Western dressage. We have over 1,025, over, over 1,000 entries. Wow. Wow. Um,
0: there's going to be a thousand halflingers at the horse park oh this God, weekend. A- oh, uh, yeah. No, there'll
4: be will be a hundred. It's a hundred and four horses. Oh, okay. uh, do, And they'll be in the the, the versatility. Those hundred and four horses will be entered through classes, and they're they're entered over a thousand times. So each horse is averaging uh, eleven classes, and in all the disciplines. So. Um, you know, they'll be riding, they'll be driving, they'll compete in ridden dressage and driven dressage and, and jumping. And, uh, you know, so that, like you said, they're very versatile, so it's not, um,
0: well, you know they're what? A uh, hundred halflingers in this. That... I've seen a hundred halflingers in the same place. They used to have it in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. They used to have a big halflinger auction at the same time as a draft horse auction, and there were literally two hundred halflingers there. And it's just cuteness overload. It's just <laughs> it is cuteness <laughs> overload. It really is. And you're doing some of the fun classes too. The one thing I like about halflingers is you guys realize they're ponies, and they get to do they get to do horse type stuff. I mean, serious horse type stuff, but but you also have egg and spoon, and uh, trail obstacle classes, and costume classes, and barrels, and pole bending, and all of those things too. And I've seen halflingers do this, and it is just—I keep hating to say—cute. But they're ponies; uh, they're <laughs> draft ponies, and they are cute.
4: Well, they, and you'll see if you know if you come to Lexington Park, you'll see you'll see a change on that side, um, on our side of the. The breed is uh, you 'll see them a lot more uh, a lot more looking sport horses, a lot thinner s- slim down um, very flat action in the driving as opposed to the knee action that you see when they uh, in the draft side uh, so they look uh, they look a little different
0: is there two uh, types they're
4: the same of same horse and it 's the weight and the training but, uh, okay, what's but they ask... do look a little a little different than uh, than the just uh, somebody thinking of a draft horse or a draft pony. Uh, are,
0: are they being bred generation. different for the sport horse side, or is it just the way? Is it the training?
4: It's it, well, some of it is, is the training, but we do we are breeding you know differently. You you look for a different you know the different traits. Uh, I won't say we're changing total confirmation because we're not, but you know to get a horse over there, you're just looking to you know to breed you know. To, to look at the traits you're trying to accomplish to make them more of a sport horse, more versatile, better riders, um, you know, and that's the things that you're breeding to.
0: One of the things and, uh, uh, I I have never owned one. I've owned a lot of different uh, uh, ponies over the years, but I've never owned a halflinger. But I do know we used to drive with people that had halflingers, and they're just the they're, they're just the most sensible ponies. I own you know uh, I own hackneys, so. They're not the most sensible ponies. Halflingers were the exact opposite.
4: Yeah, their temperament, and that's one of the characteristics of the breed that I know. You know, we as a breeder and all the other uh, major breeders in the organization uh, look to get is is temperament, and and it's a key trait. I mean, you can look at the color, and you can look at the manes and the tails, and and all the and all the pieces of conformation, and. We're looking for all that and great movement, but nobody wants to sacrifice temperament. I mean, it is a key. Um, it's a key to the breed, and uh, key to their versatility, key to their ability to learn, um, to be trained, and to, to form a real partnership with that horse. And uh, I can't say enough about them. We've, my dad has owned, and I've been part of several other breeds, and uh, we just love them. And uh, he just wished he'd found them earlier was his comment when we got into them. And we've been into them now for about 20 years, just halflingers. We sold everything else we had on the farm and have have just a farm of 17 half, with 17 halflingers now.
0: Oh, Wow that's really cool. And of course you can find out more information by going to dot nationals.com is where you'll find all the information about the show coming up this weekend. It appears to start on the fifth, which I think is Thursday and it runs yep. through the eighth, which is Sunday. So you'll, de- you'll definitely want to check out all the different classes. If you're in around, uh, Lexington hop on over there. I remember seeing them at Lexington before, so you'll definitely want to do that. Um, and it's just as i said it's just cuteness and fun overload uh go check out halflingers anybody who
4: comes anybody who comes will get to see a wide variety we have 50 farms that'll be there we have horses coming from 14 states uh with the furthest one away trekking in from california so uh you know it's a it's been a a two years in the planning to to get this national show there and make it uh really something so we're looking to to hope a lot of people come out um Because I think you're going to see you're going to see a lot of excitement, a lot of great people, a lot of fantastic horses, uh, and you'll see all ages. We have horses competing that from uh, yearlings to 23 year old horses will be there in the show, and uh, doing a lot of things. And And
2: uh, that's middle age for a halflinger, okay?
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yep, yeah. yeah, No, they they live uh, they live quite a while.
2: They're ponies. uh,
0: Still ponies.
4: They yep, live forever. That's right.
2: Yeah,
0: That's right. Well, this is great. Thank you so much for joining us again. It's halflingernationals.com to find all the details or just look at pictures of cute ponies. You'll be able to do that there, too. Thank you, Chuck.
4: Okay, thank you. All right, take care. All right. All right bye-bye.
0: Have you ever had an halflinger, or ridden one? Oh, my gosh. So,
2: what I didn't tell you was the little pony that I took to Monty's for the it was a client's pony. Oh, that's right. And, and remember the super yes. long mane, really beautiful Hogan. I took him to Monty's and you can actually see Monty work with me and this pony on the university. I think they, he was, I took him into the round pen for the first time. This is a child's pony. I was not part of buying this for this child. Was this but a rescue? do
0: I remember? No,
2: they, no. they paid good money for it. Um, <laughs> and the first thing you see when I, I lead the horse into the round pen, as I stop, it, like, basically continues walking, like, runs me over. And <laughs> Monty right, goes, that that's not a pony. That's a bulldozer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, yep. and they're built, or they can run you over, like any horse. Oh, my
2: gosh. Well, oh, but to credit for this pony, oh, my gosh, it ended up being just one week with Monty giving me lessons every day, and they filmed everything. I wish I would have dressed better. I didn't know. Um <laughs> One day with with Monty, uh, one week uh, a different pony. I brought him home and then I competed him and showed him, and we ended up because the child was a little bit snowed by the pony. We've ended up selling it, and they love, they love, love, love this pony. He's a school. Oh pony really? Now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Still talk to them. They're he's now up in Northern California, and they just
0: love him. And I'm like, really? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the little bulldozer keeps kicking. <laughs> That's funny. All right, good. Well, let's uh, take a break for a song, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to uh, we're going talk to Leslie, and we're going to beat a num- another of the 2018 Mongol Derby class. So we're going to beat <laughs> Jeanette Lazario and find out what's wrong with her. Why is she doing this? What's <laughs> your malfunction? It's the question that we ask all of them. But only in Texas, from Dan Roberts right now.
1: Roping cattle, ranching gate Opening buckle, wearing barbecuing beer Drinking peg, ropes and hay Bailing friendly, driving fiddle Playing son of a gun Double hocking, steer tripping Washer pitching cow Tipping snakes, shooting boxing, Honky-tonking, haggard lifting church goin', W-voting proud Where they're from? In Texas Only in Texas There's pride in the eyes of the ones who wear that brand Cause it's a whole nother country Between the red and the Rio Grande Yeah, we got it all Only in Texas Trail, dust, and barrel, raising, bulldog, and hats, stets, and boots, justin', rodeo, and wrangler, wearing spur, jingling, real cow hand. Beef, eating cattle, grazing, two-stepping steer, hazing chip, kicking chili, cooking, lone star, appreciation, pistol, packing deer, tracking Alamo, remembering land. In Texas, only in Texas, there's pride in the eyes of the ones who wear that brand. Cause it's a whole other country between the red and the Rio Grande. And we got it all only in Texas. Hey, we got it all, y'all, only in Texas.
0: Well, that is dan roberts you can find all of his music at oldbootsmusic.com all right we're going to try and get leslie on the line here she is here every monday from horse nation and eventing nation and as a lead up to the mongol derby this year which is a month away
2: is it only a month It's away? a month away cool. it's in
0: august yep uh we're and i'm saying that dramatically for janette's purpose because she's on here too um leslie are you there yeah. <laughs> Good morning. How are you? <laughs> I'm okay.
6: I, I'm i a little bit, I'm going to leave a lot of the talking fuzz this morning because I had a little potato chip injury. over the weekend. I got like a, you know, like those veggie chips? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was eating like a parsnip one and it like, I think it
2: like cut my throat and it was just, and then I was like coughing I think, and then I lost my voice so. Glenn, remember I, I, that that sounder that I had you play earlier? Okay, hold on one second. Um, Leslie Wiley has a potato chip injury. I, I, we I have, know. You I, I have something. <laughs> I don't
0: want to be that bad girl, bad girl, bad girl.
2: Congratulations. <laughs> I am handing the mantle over she to you. She rides
0: the freaking Mongol Derby for a thousand kilometers on crazy wild ponies, doesn't get hurt, comes home and eats a potato chip and ends up <laughs> in the hospital. <laughs>
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, bless your heart! You sound so sick. It's funny. Um, when he he first brought you on, I didn't. I was like, who did he call? I thought he <laughs> called the wrong person. So there's that. All right. Well, uh, it obviously no, sounds like it get. hurts. So <laughs> yeah, it's what you get for eating veggies.
0: Yeah, that's say, right. What's wrong you with eat? you? <laughs>
2: Stick with the regular potato chips.
0: If you'd eaten large cooked chips, you wouldn't have had this problem.
2: Oh, <laughs> so do we have Jeanette on we yet? do have oh. Jeanette
0: on she's sorry she's here but she's you here do. Yeah.
2: yep hi Jeanette how are you I- I'm gonna to talk the potato fiasco. yeah I'm gonna talk to you mostly because of Leslie Wiley is injured yeah <laughs> <via> potato chip <laughs> did you make that up Leslie is that a real thing did you actually cut your vocal cord on a potato chip <laughs> I
6: don't know what I cut. I just cut, I think I cut something in there
2: because, oh, yeah, okay. but uh, I mean, I definitely cut something. You sound know. terrible. So, Jeez. Uh, Jeez. <laughs> Seriously. Sugar Sugarcoat it for her. <laughs> So Jeanette, tell us about yourself. I do believe that you are in Virginia beach, Virginia. Is that correct?
5: I am. Yep. That is where I live for now.
2: Okay. And what do you do for a living? Uh, I'm in the Navy. In the Navy. And you um, decided yes. that the Navy and uh, survival training and all those things that you've done were <laughs> nothing. So you needed to, to just do something a little harder.
5: Well, you know, the Mongol Derby sounded like a really fun challenge. And the survival training certainly is a perk. I think that might help. <laughs>
6: uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Well, we yeah. know, we know she'll probably won't drown. Uh, so that'll that'll yeah. be good.
5: Um, Not usually a problem.
0: I am
2: a
5: decent swimmer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I figure it's more of a desert than a ocean, but you know. Yeah.
2: yeah, you should be good there. So tell so so you what what brought you to the Mongol Derby?
5: Um, I was living overseas in Japan, and a friend of mine kept talking about this Mongol Derby. I was like, well, it sounds kind of insane. I don't know that that sounds like something I'd want to do. But she talked about it a lot, and Ultimately, I was like, okay, this actually sounds pretty awesome, so let's go ahead and do it. But being in Japan, our opportunities to train were kind of limited, so I was leaving Japan and able to come back to the States to train, so I entered and applied and got accepted, but unfortunately, she was still in Japan, where the language barrier makes riding very difficult. I did ride one time over there, and it was a very interesting experience. Um, so she wasn't able to do the race this year, but I was like, well, I've been accepted, so I guess I'm doing this thing now, <laughs> so kind of a friend's idea that I sort of adopted, and now I'm doing it.
2: You stole it from her. I love it. Um, now, I want to back up a little <laughs> bit. Tell me about riding in Japan. What was so interesting? First of all, I, I I would imagine that probably near naval bases, there's not tons of horses.
5: There aren't. I actually was at brunch one day with some friends, and I just Googled farms, which I had done a bunch of times. I've moved a lot, and if it turns out if you just Google like horse boarding or stable, you'll find some horse farms. So I Googled it and I found a farm uh, about 20 minutes from our base. And later that afternoon, jumped in a car, drove out there, and uh, I ended up showing them a picture of my best friend riding my horse, jumping like a four-foot jump. And I was like, "This is me." I totally lied. I was like, "This is me." I'd like to ride. Because the woman was like, "Oh, is it your first time?" And I was like, "No, no, I've ridden before." So there, the language barrier was very interesting. So she's like, "Oh, you're good." come out Wednesday. So I come out and they just point to a horse and then they give me all this gear and I'm just standing there. Nobody's actually saying words and like, okay, so I'll put the saddle on. I'll get on. And I had a lesson in which all she said was walk, trot, canter. And then he's lazy as she handed me a crop and spurs. (laughs) So
2: So. not an educational (laughs) moment.
5: No. And the horse was Terrible. So I don't know if there was a barrier between the horse and I because he refused every single jump we tried to jump, and she just laughed and told me to hit him with the crop. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, so <laughs> it was it was interesting, and yeah, there were there were no real words other than walk, trot, canter, and then her laughing and saying he's lazy, which I took as an indicator to kick him with the spurs.
2: <laughs> so basically, here's what uh, here's what happened: is you showed her this picture of you jumping a four foot fence, and and she's like, oh, she can train the crazy one. <laughs> Great. We'll put her on the one that won't jump.
6: Yep.
5: See if we can
2: get her to fix it. Yeah, you did that Towards to yourself. At the end of
5: the ride, he just yeah, he just cantered in circles. I was like, oh, he can actually move. So yeah, it was an interesting experience. I I didn't go back to the barn mostly because I was leaving in like a month. But yeah, my friend was not really able to have the same experience with the language barrier because she didn't have a picture to show them of her jumping. So she was like, ah. I'll wait till I get back to the states to train.
2: Well, <laughs> you know it's really hard to translate riding aids into Japanese. I mean, that's gotta be like really <laughs> exhausting. Completely different. So, he totally didn't get
0: it. Uh, yeah.
5: Turns hey. out I don't speak the language at all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey Leslie, will she need spurs in Mongolia? I don't think she's gonna. Will she?
5: <laughs>
6: nope. 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 <laughs> no spurs. Oh, no spurs. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so how, what are you doing to prepare? What are you doing to train now that you're in the U S
5: I, uh, while I was in Japan actually sold my horse. So I have just been begging and borrowing rides from anyone and everyone that I can possibly find. Um, and then going to the gym a lot because there aren't actually a ton of rides down here in Virginia beach. And I work a lot. And I spent the last three weeks in Key West for work. So there were no horses in Key West. I actually found one, but I think it was a police horse.
0: Good <laughs> Lord. You have the best military job ever. You're in Virginia Beach and you're going to Key West for work. Tough job you've got.
5: <laughs> <laughs> it's not terrible. It's no, not terrible. I think so. Uh, but yeah, so I, I'm doing a lot of running and like squats because that's the best I can think of. And yesterday I did a 30-mile endurance ride. So just trying to find any sort of ride which has gotten me into a couple different sports that I never would have tried because I grew up eventing.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah. A 30 mile endurance warrior. that had to be, um, were you prepared for that or were you just kind of last second thrown into it?
5: Having been in Key West for the previous three weeks, I hadn't ridden in about a month. Um, I had a friend who offered a horse and then she, her horse wasn't able to make it. So she helped me find another catch ride. So it was a horse that I just met yesterday and rode for the first time ever. And We uh, had an interesting time. I had to walk her for three of the miles because she decided it was, it was really hot up in Pennsylvania. So I got some walking out of it (laughs) and Uh, we finished in the maximum allowable time.
0: (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Sounds like the Mongol Derby. That's all you need to do. All right.
2: (laughs) Let me, Jeanette, let me, let me give you a little piece of advice via Leslie Wiley. Don't, Get off the horse in Mongolia. Do not yes. you're like, hmm, <laughs> this horse seems really nice and calm. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna get off and I'm gonna take my raincoat off. I'm gonna get off and then I'm gonna put him inside <laughs> And then the horse pew, gone still have they found the horse, Leslie. I was just wondering this. Have they found your horse and your stirrups and your pack? Uh, not that I've nope. Not that I've heard of. I think it might be gone, <laughs> on forever, gone with the wind. Whatever you do, <sighs> don't get off. Leslie knew that. She was told that advice. Don't get off. Yeah. But
0: what are you yeah. most, Jeanette? <laughs> yeah, what are you I'm, most concerned about? What what what's in your mind now that you're a month away? What's starting to creep in?
5: Ah, uh, the ticks. I don't know. I've read a lot about ticks recently, and the bugs, and then. Just getting injured. I mean, falling will be inevitable, but just getting injured in general, I'd prefer not to. Kind of told my boss I'd come back to work, ready to continue working. <laughs> um, but I think the kicks more than anything kind of freak me out because I'm feeling decent about my fitness and riding. My horses are pretty low to the ground, so I'm hoping that'll help.
0: That's a good question. What did the Navy say when you went to them and said, I want to go break my body <laughs> in Mongolia?
5: Uh, they looked at me like I was crazy. Yeah, I it, uh, took my my boss three weeks to decide that this was a worthwhile endeavor because he had to prove my leave. Um, and when he did, he sat me down. He's like, hey, I think you know what you're doing. So good luck. Please try to come back whole and have fun. And I... <laughs> uh, have a security clearance. So I went to my command security manager, and he's like, Oh, well, nobody's ever asked about Mongolia. <laughs> <laughs> so, nobody goes there. Was mostly just surprised.
0: Because <laughs> yeah, nobody goes to Mongolia.
5: <laughs> Not often. But yeah, everyone was very so. surprised and confused, but supportive.
2: That is hilarious <laughs> because, I mean, we had to get, my husband and I had to get security clearance to go to Mexico for our honeymoon. They were like, Really? You want to go to Mexico? You're going to Mongolia. They must, you're going to get, you're going to have to. You're gonna have to explain yourself. Be reports. When you get back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep. The next security clearance meeting that they have, where they're gonna approve it. Um, obviously, my husband's a military too. Uh, the next meeting, you're gonna have a lot of explaining to do. Take lots of pictures. <laughs> document everything. I got yeah.
0: I wanted to ask yep. G- Jeanette and Leslie. Have you been? We had Hannah Bartnick on uh, a little while ago. She was doing the amazing ride over there for charity, and also then went ve- very far up north and wrote reindeers, and did all this wild stuff in Mongolia. Have you been following her?
5: Peyton, uh, I personally have not.
0: Okay. Yeah. Le- Leslie?
6: I've been seeing Eric Cooper's uh, reindeer photos. He just got in from the rain. From going up to the reindeer,
0: they were grand. on the same trip, and we're going to have Hannah back on because from her pictures, she's had an amazing ride. But then Leslie, she was brave enough. She posted this yesterday. She was brave enough to to uh, have a permanent reminder of this trip to find a tattoo parlor in Mongolia and get a tattoo on her back. Ooh. Ooh. I know that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> and she also has a permanent reminder with hepatitis. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, right. Would you have done that, Leslie, after being to Mongolia, going to a Mongolian tattoo parlor?
2: You know,
6: I uh, did. I uh, no, because I went and I had a couple days uh, to kill when I got back to Ulaanbaatar um, after the race, and I thought, you know, I'm going to go get a, a man a manicure. Uh, because, you know, I'm like real, I'm pretty feeling pretty beat up and, and it seemed like a nice girly thing to do. And um, it was the least hygienic, Like I, was, I was sitting, I'm sitting there, there are flies buzzing around me. Um, there was just like a big cheese curd on the table, like the the lady was kind of <laughs> snapping around. Uh, while she was giving my nails, and I was just
5: like, "Oh my god!" I was like watching Mongolian wrestling on the TV. It was uh, it was not the I was, pampering. Like, I
6: don't think they have like a health
0: code here. I don't
5: think. Uh, sure. Not yeah, the pampering was,
2: you were going for. Gotcha. That's why I was kind of surprised. <laughs> I do want
0: to ask her about what what how drunk she was when she made that decision. Um, oh, <laughs> so, Jeanette, who have you uh, talked? Who have you been in consultation with about all of this?
5: Uh, well, I picked uh, Leslie's brain while at the con- what were we the the Rolex now Land Rover three day.
0: Yeah,
5: um, mm-hmm. I have a, made a few friends with people who are going this year, and Tim, a guy who was in the Air Force who went two years ago. I went up and listened to him speak at a horse expo in Pennsylvania and talked to him a little bit. And then there are a couple people in the Maryland area who have previously done the race, so uh, kind of just hit up a few people with random questions here and there. <laughs> And then we have a Facebook page that I've been going on to and mostly reading other people's questions and seeing the answers and getting a bunch of information from there.
0: Well, I want to I tell remind everybody that we're going to be doing nightly coverage. If Leslie ever recovers from her chip accident, we're going to have her on uh, to help us do nightly coverage. We're going to do Facebook Lives during the Mongol Derby every night, uh, just following dots, basically. And so, Jeanette, your family will be able to join us every night. Maybe we'll, we'll talk to one or two of them as, the, as they're watching your dot. I stalked your Facebook page. You climbed Mount Fuji while you were over there. You did some fun stuff while you were at, fun, difficult stuff while you were in Japan, too.
5: I did, and climbing Mount Fuji was actually kind of the thing that I'd never really thought I'd hike up a mountain, let alone with skis. Um, So climbing that and then skiing down a volcano was kind of the thing that I was like, okay, this outdoorsy, adventurous stuff is pretty fun. I think I can do this race. Um, So that was actually kind of my impetus to do the race and to go to New Zealand and hike around there and just kind of embrace travel a little bit more.
0: All right. I think we can put the badass label on Jeanette and uh, I'm going to keep her in my (laughs) top three so far.
2: Or, or you put the crazy label on
0: because all these people are crazy. (laughs) Yeah. They're all little nuts, (laughs) but we love you. We're glad
5: my family and friends would say crazy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And we're glad that you all agreed to do this for our entertainment. Thank you for that, yeah, by the way. We yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, we appreciate yes. that.
5: good luck. And to you will, I will. I will throw a quick. Thank you. I will throw a quick thing. You said you know you're going to talk to my family. My mother, my brother, and the friend whose idea this was are all actually coming to Mongolia. Really, to do a horse trek ride alongside the Derby, so I'll be able to see them at the beginning and the end of the race. <gasps> Holy so, crap! So
6: That's really cool. To get my dad.
0: <laughs> That's really cool.
5: Yeah. How neat so we is that? Be yeah. To them.
0: That's really cool.
5: Yeah, I told my brother, and he's like, "All right, I'm going to Mongolia. I'll figure out how to get there." So, yep, I'm gonna have some support out there, which would be pretty awesome.
2: Now, what is what are you riding for? What's your GoFundMe for?
5: I am riding for the Children's National Medical Center in Washington, D.C. I broke my femur in a riding accident when I was 12, and I had four surgeries at the Children's Hospital. So they're kind of close to home. They took care of me when I was a kid, and. My parents had a really great experience. I was mostly high on uh, morphine <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> but it was, uh, they, they were really good people. Uh, my surgeon continuously yelled at me when she found out I was getting back onto my horse four months after I broke my femur. Um, hey, horse so yeah, they are my charity, and I'm looking forward to raising a little bit more money for them.
2: Well, very cool. We'll post that, and we will uh, make sure everybody knows where to find you. We can post it on our Horses in the Morning Facebook page if anybody wants to go find you. Janelle. Good luck. I'm so excited for you. You're gonna do
0: amazing.
5: Thank you so much. Yeah. I am getting really excited as well.
0: <laughs> Leslie. Oh, yeah, yeah. All great. right, Leslie. You've you heard, great. you've talked to her before and now you've heard her here. Mm-hmm. Does she have what it takes?
6: I think she's got what it takes.
0: <laughs> Leslie does not, <laughs> but you do. <laughs>
2: Like, <laughs> you do. Oh, dude, whatever. Oh, Leslie Wiley forever is a hero. She, she is. galloped twenty five kilometers with no stirrups. Like th- th- <laughs> I will never forget that. No, amazing ever, forever.
0: But we can't let her eat. Apparently, yeah. eating is dangerous. So. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> thank- oh, best of luck,
5: Jeanette. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you, right, Leslie. Jeanette, thank we'll you. Talk to you soon. Thanks, <laughs> Leslie. Thanks, Jeanette. Okay.
5: Bye. All guys. right. Thank you. Have a good one.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! Leslie hurts herself on a chip.
2: I just love it. It's just perfect. <laughs> She's that girl today. And with that, let's wrap. Let's Do you have wrap. anything else? You uh, want to I go just over? wanted to
0: mention that tomorrow, uh, Emily is feeling well enough, thankfully, to join us for the jumping episode. Um so we have a we are taking questions if you have any question jumping questions then post them either on our horses in the morning Facebook page or drop me an email at dot com and we'll make sure we get them on the show tomorrow Emily will be able to answer those so we have a fun show planned for you tomorrow and uh Wednesday we will be here it's the 4th of July Jamie's off she's heading to Oklahoma I assume you're heading to see the property so
2: um I uh... Do you want to? Do you want to hear why I'm actually heading to Oklahoma?
0: Oh no! Is because
2: it? Chad has been training for the last month in um, Dallas, and he has asked me for his days off every time to meet him in Oklahoma and with his family. And I've said no every I have come up with some reason to not go, and I just have run out of reasons <laughs> to not go. And it's July 4th, and they're like having like the you know, July 4th family stuff. I have turned into this little hermit. I don't want to go anywhere. I just want to stay home and swim in my pool and ride my horses and I've got to like leave my house. So I am going to go be a good wife
0: uh, and spend you. time
2: with his family. Yeah. Let me Write
0: this down. It happens once a year. And uh, this year it's July.
2: Fourth. <laughs> <the> <laughs> Every once in a while. I do something for somebody else. <laughs> Doesn't happen very often. <laughs> all You're right. welcome, family. You I have get put my that present. in the
0: book of Jamie <laughs> on July 4th. It was a good wife.
2: I was a good wife. I leave today. I'm leaving right now. I got to go. Get all right. A all, all right. I'm Thank vegan. you, everybody. We'll see you all tomorrow. <laughs> Bye. Spay, neuter, Geld. Bye, Jamie. Go